frankly, it drives me a little crazy because this is going to sound contrarian and it is contrarian. We don't need to invest more money in primary care. I think you might agree once we spend a little bit of time together and connect the idea of investing in primary care with some of the other stuff we've been talking about with direct primary care. Family medicine. It's the foundation of the healthcare system as we know it. But the system itself is in bad health. It needs to be changed from the bottom up. This podcast is dedicated to restoring you and your profession to the proper role. Enjoying being a physician, serving your patients at the highest possible level and doing it with direct primary care. This is Nurturing the Heart of the Family Practice with Gail Brecke. Hello, welcome to the podcast. This is Gail Brecke, and this is Nurturing the Heart of Family Practice. I need to start out today by apologizing and by asking your indulgence. I am not delivering for this episode the topic I told you I was going to deliver Because truth be told, I'm struggling a little bit to talk about survey results in a way that's engaging. And I want to engage with you. I want you to engage with me. I want you to engage with the ideas. I feel that this is so vitally important that we think fresh thoughts and we re-examine assumptions about primary care and about healthcare in general. I'm not at a point where I'm ready because I haven't figured out how to share the survey results effectively in a way that will be engaging and will encourage you to plug into this whole notion of direct primary care. So I have a different topic for you today. I want to talk about investing in primary care. I think we see that terminology, that phrasing all the time. I recently came across it again, and frankly, it drives me a little crazy because this is going to sound contrarian, and it is contrarian. And you're probably going to think I'm crazy for saying we don't need to invest more money in primary care. And stick with me because. I think you might agree once once we spend a little bit of time together and connect the idea of investing in primary care with some of the other stuff we've been talking about with direct primary care. So first of all, I have a big problem with the word invest in this context, because to me to say, quote, we need to invest more money in primary care, unquote, implies that the speaker is thinking that primary care is something that has to be collectivized, has to be paid for with top-down approaches, such as using insurance to make sure everybody has primary care and everybody's primary care is covered with insurance. But That's the problem. That thinking is the problem. Primary care is not the sort of thing that it makes sense to use insurance for. That's where I bring my actuary skill set and my actuary hat to the party because we know and actuaries have known for decades it's a core piece of 
of our skill set and our thinking. And it's a core piece of how the use of insurance and other long term type of investments and financial considerations are really important to, frankly, to civilization. If we didn't have the notion of insurance and have figured this out over decades and centuries of what makes sense to use insurance for, we would not have much of the things we have in the modern world. Because if you didn't have the capability to spread risk in certain kinds of situations where it makes sense to do so, where it's a very large amount, you're spreading over risks that are very unlikely to happen and very unpredictable, but everybody needs protection. Um, And think about it in terms of homeowner's insurance, or I even like to think about it in terms of how insurance started when shipping across the ocean first became profitable or possible and profitable it really only worked because companies could pool their risk and spread the risk of a ship sinking over a large number of ships so that one company wouldn't lose everything if a ship sank they could all share in the risk and pool their resources so so this notion of insurance properly understood is critical to civilization actually. Um, But I don't want to spend a huge amount of time there except to point out that we are doing this completely wrong for healthcare. And it's my belief that this is really at the heart of what is so wrong in healthcare and why we can't seem to fix it. Because we're doing things fundamentally wrong at the very beginning. And in particular, not just at the beginning in primary care, but how we think about everything about healthcare. We tend to think that everybody has to have insurance and everything has to be insured, even primary care, even low cost prescriptions, even the very simple things to pay for yourself and affordable things to pay for yourself. This is fundamentally the the foundation of the problem because if we build a quote system based on that notion, then we're building in huge inefficiencies. We're building in way more collectivizing and pooling, if you will, than really makes sense. And at the end of the day, it's connected to all of the problems that we have in healthcare, where some of these enormous players, for lack of a better word, have so much power and so much control over so many things because we have collectivized way beyond what it makes sense to do so. We've pooled, we use insurance for things that if you would step back and think about insurance the way you think about it for your house or your car, we know that it doesn't make sense. It, it really is silly. It is counterproductive. It introduces all of the things that family docs, primary care docs, everybody else in healthcare is so burned out and frustrated about. It facilitates 
these big, unaccountable, entrenched players like insurance companies, pharmaceutical companies, um, and others. Um, I'm not just picking on them. I'm just getting us to think about how our thinking about healthcare and our thinking about the role of insurance in healthcare. This is really why we're in this terrible place with such an expensive system. People can't get access. So many problems everywhere. And I know all of you are feeling this as much as I am and as much as just every person on the street is that things are getting worse and worse by the minute almost. Things are escalating. Things are becoming totally out of control in some ways, in some parts of the country, in some parts of the system. And I think so many of us feel like all we can do is throw our hands up because we don't know what to do. Well, we have to go back to first principles. We have to understand we are fundamentally doing everything wrong because we think about everything wrong. We think about everything wrong from the beginning by thinking you have to use insurance for everything. So that became a little bit of a rant, but I think, I think it's valid. And I think I want to share with you how I got here in terms of my thinking and why I'm so intent on getting you to switch to direct primary care. Because not only is it what heals you and what nurtures your heart, and allows you to be the doctor you want to be. But it's what patients need, certainly. But it's also how we write this ship, how we write this Titanic that we're on, that we keep focusing on the deck chairs, and we're all just going down. We're going down with the ship unless we step back and really engage with first principles engage with the fundamental underlying assumptions that we have made over the last hundred years, probably. So I come back around to this notion of, quote, investing in primary care. And I think my first big problem is the word invest, because that tells me that the person who is saying that that's saying that we need to, quote, invest in primary care, is looking at primary care overall in the aggregate, like it's something that should be collectivized, that should be pooled together. And in my view, that's the heart of the problem. That's the core. Our faulty thinking is the core of why we're in this terrible mess and we can't seem to figure out how to get out of it. So... In my view, it's not that we need to invest more money in primary care by figuring out how the so-called system can pay primary care doctors more. We have to invest time and effort in thinking properly, in thinking about the first principles, about what really makes sense. How does it really make sense to pay for something? How does it really make sense to try and ensure that everybody has access to care when they need it, where they need it, and all of that? 
I'm not saying that there aren't people that need help, but I'm saying that the way we have thought about paying for care, the way we have thought about paying for primary care has caused us to build structures and create a so-called system of healthcare that is fundamentally wrong, fundamentally poorly designed and can't succeed, can't deliver what we want it to deliver. So I'm hoping to convince you to engage with these ideas and engage with me if you like. I would love that. Engage with each other. We have to go back to first principles. We have to think about and examine, bring forward the underlying assumptions that we make about healthcare and actually examine them, actually talk about them, actually talk about these fundamental notions with each other and with people we may disagree with or people that we may not share worldviews with. So what I'm proposing is that we replace the notion of investing more money in primary care with the notion of investing more time and effort in first principles and critical thinking and examining our assumptions and having dialogue about all of these fundamental ideas. Now, I know this is a tall order. I think that's one of the challenges that we all face is that there is so much infrastructure in healthcare between all the companies, all of the bureaucracies, all of the government programs, all of the organizations of physicians and different sorts of other clinicians and nurses and you know tertiary versus primary versus secondary care and different kinds of clinics and and so much regulation and bureaucratic control and so much top-down thinking. And yes, of course, we're all concerned about low-income people, people that have trouble getting in to see their doctor. We're all enormously concerned about the challenges of being a primary care doctor and how frustrating and overwhelming it is and how so many of you are leaving practice or are just not able to emotionally plug into what your patients need because it's so difficult emotionally. It's this moral injury. It's this terrible place that you're in that you can't do. The system, the so-called system is preventing you from doing what you know you need to do and what you want to do, yet you feel like you don't have options. You feel like everything is stacked against you. Even once you start to see that the way the system is set up for primary care, the way we think about primary care, the way we pay for primary care, the insurance we use for primary care, all of the rules and regulations and EMRs and quality metrics and on and on and on and on, that all of that is not really helping. Even once you see that, it's very difficult to see how to move forward, how to get to a better place because you're in this other place. You're in the 
the muck and the mire and the quicksand of the so-called system. And you have an employment arrangement and you certainly, many of you, have a lot of medical school debt. And you're trying to start a family or you're, you've got other things going on in life. And I can't imagine how difficult it is what you're going through to know that you're giving everything you can possibly give to your patients all the time. You're taking time from your family to chart in the evening and it's just draining and heart-wrenching. And I'm, I'm sorry for that. I'm, I'm really heartbroken for what you're going through and thinking about you and your plight and how it impacts everybody around you, not just your family and your patients, but the system more broadly, because you are the foundation. You are the beginning of where people seek healthcare. So it's critically important. Um, like I talked about on the prior episode, primary care is a profession. It's not just another specialty. It's something unique and vital. And we have to get this going in the right way. We have to get it on the right track. And I can't emphasize enough how critical your thinking is to getting this whole enormous titanic of healthcare in the United States, getting it starting to come up and come up level in the water and to quit dumping all of the employees, all of the patients, all of the taxpayers, everybody into the icy, shark-infested waters of the North Atlantic. And again, it's really a lot of it is about just you individually. You have been sold a bill of goods to be told that you have to sacrifice everything. You have to work for a hospital or you have to work for somebody that doesn't value you. No, you don't. There's thousands of patients out here. There's lots of employers out here. There's so many people out here that are ready and encouraging you and cheering you on and wanting to hire you as their doctor, that they need you. They need you plugged into your profession and your calling. So again, this is really about sharing what's in my heart and what's in my mind and really giving you a sense of what this is about. And again, I apologize for not delivering the episode I said I was going to deliver because I'm having difficulty figuring out how to talk about it in a way that's engaging. And the last thing I want you to do is to listen and to say to yourself, this is boring I don't care about this, the way she's talking and trying to talk through survey results on a podcast is not engaging and I don't have time for this and I'm not going to ever listen to her again. So I'm going to continue working on how to talk through those survey results, what to share with you, how to, to bring this information to you about what DPC patient panels tend to be like to help you start imagining taking care of new patients in your community in this way and how wonderful that would be and how badly people in your community need you to take care of them. But I felt that talking to you first about, quote, investing in primary care 
would be a much better use of my time today and your time and get us all on a path together to pull in the same direction, to talk together, to engage together, to figure this out, because this is so critically important. This is important for patients and all of the healthcare so-called system, everybody, the millions of people that work in healthcare, every single business in America is affected because they provide benefits to employees. This is such a huge part of the enormous challenges we face in this country right now. And a very large number of the biggest challenges relate to money, financial considerations. Healthcare is a huge part of that. So this is a big, big thing that we're taking on. But I have to say, I'm so happy that you're listening. I'm so happy to be at a point in my life where I can spend time thinking about this and talking with you about this and trying to work with you to get this going in the right direction. And I could go on and I'm going to wrap up there and just tell you how much I appreciate you for listening and how much I look forward to the next episode, to engaging with you and to writing this ship with you. Thank you for listening to the Nurturing the Heart of the Family Practice Podcast. Our journey is just beginning. If you would like to connect with Gail Brecky and receive our Primary Care Mindset newsletter, send an email to hello at primarycaremindset.com. And be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you next time on the Nurturing the Heart of the Family Practice Podcast, changing healthcare from the bottom up.